Hey there, beautiful souls. It's Lexi, and welcome back. Another episode of Soul Starter, the podcast. We are cranking out these weekly episodes, and yeah, I'm just really pumped on it. Jess is here with me today, and we have a special guest, Leanne Kim. She is a business coach and the founder of Mamas & Co., which is a community for mom entrepreneurs. I feel like if you are a mom, an entrepreneur, maybe in the very early stages of wanting to start a business or having just started a business, all the way up into like six-figure earner, seven-figure earner, um, I realize that's a wide net to cast, but this is a great episode for you especially those that are just getting started or who are ready to feel unstuck. They're ready to level up. They're ready to take their business to the next level, essentially, the next tier. And yeah, I'm just really excited because we talked about today specifically letting go of good enough. So essentially not settling, not settling on just good enough, not settling on getting by and actually, you know, reaching for more and stretching and surrounding yourself with like-minded people so that you can do that. You can level up and take things further in your business and honestly, even in your personal life. So just so excited to have had such an inspirational person on the podcast Leanne Kim is a business coach and the founder of Mamas & Co., a community for mama entrepreneurs. She is the host of the wildly popular podcast, The Business of Thinking Big, and the author of a best-selling book called Building a Joyful Business. Leanne is on a mission to help women make a great living on their own terms and doing what they love. This is Soul Starter, the podcast, with your hosts, Jessica and Lexi. We're two mamas on a mission to make entrepreneurship more accessible through soul-driven exploration. If you're ready to start a transformative journey rooted in self-care, intention, and growth, then this is the podcast for you. Join us and our guests each week as we explore the parallels between business, motherhood, and mindful living. Your intuition guided you here. Now let's get started. Hey there, beautiful souls. Lexi and Jess here, and we have a very special guest with us today, Miss Leanne Kim. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. I am so grateful to be here and to meet you. Thank you so much. Felt like it was a perfect fit because you help mamas and specifically mama entrepreneurs. You're a business coach. You have quite the bio. You've got a podcast and a book and just all the things. So we are really pumped to hear about how you got to where you're at today. And then, yeah, our topic for today. Ask me anything, ladies. I'm an open book. (laughs) Oh man, well, I'll get started. It's just always so inspiring for me to talk to moms who have sort of like blazed the trail, if you will, that have gone before, that have kids a little bit older than I. Currently right now, my kids are four and one and a half and Lexi's are five and six and four. Six six and four. Oh my gosh, it's happened so fast, right? But I guess, you know, from, from my perspective, and I know what our audience would love to hear is how did you get started in business? Why did you decide that entrepreneurship was a route that you wanted to take? Was it before you became a mom or was this put on your heart after you became a mom? Oh, such a great question. So I am very much an accidental entrepreneur. 
I guess I'd always been doing things that were very entrepreneurial by nature, but I also always had jobs. So I never really saw myself as somebody that would be self-employed until I had kids. I was blessed with two amazing children. They are uh, nine and 11 at the time of recording this. But I remember those days when they were six and four and man, actually, I will tell you, it's just about to get good. That is when it gets really good, actually. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I I had my kids really close together. I had a job in sales. I liked what I did. I didn't love it anymore. And so, after the birth of my second son, life just seemed. Uh, I had a moment where I asked myself, "What do I want this to look like? Like, is this what I want? Do I want to be running from?" my office downtown at my job, to home to our apartment, to across town to the daycare, to pick up my kid only to see them for an hour before I put them to bed because that's what it felt like very much. My whole life revolved around um, running from one place to the next. And I just knew that feeling wasn't something that was aligned for me. And at the same time, I had started this little networking group for mom entrepreneurs. I had a side hustle business at the time. I live in Toronto and I had posted in this Toronto Moms Facebook group. I said, hey, is there anyone in here that wants to get together for a glass of wine that happens to have a business? And let's talk about what kind of business we all have and how we can help each other. And the day came, we were supposed to get together and it was a massive snowstorm here. And I had about 12 women that were expected to come and I was like, I should just cancel But then I thought about how badly I needed this, how badly I needed to be surrounded by other women who were, you know, running businesses and quitting their jobs. Because at the time, I hadn't quit mine. I had a full-time job. And so I I posted in the group, I said, I know it's snowing, but you know what? I'm going to go anyway. So if any of you feel like getting out, I'll be there. And I thought, even if one person comes, that's a win. And seven women came out in this blizzard in Toronto in November, and that was nine years ago, almost exactly now. And I tell you, I could not have predicted what came next. But what I found from just getting together with women was they were all really great at what they did, but none of them knew how to sell. And specifically, none of them really knew how to sell themselves. And that was what I was good at. I had come from a sales background. I knew enough about marketing. And so I thought, well, hey, maybe I can sit down with some of you and help you. And so the first step was just seeing if I had anything to offer, really. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking about transitioning to self-employment, that's step number one is just figure out if you've got anything that people will pay for. So I, I spoke to a couple of the mamas who were coming out and I said, I think you need to work on your sales and I think I have some knowledge that you could benefit from. Let's sit down. I, I'll give you four hours of my time for $200. And they jumped at that. Enough of them jumped at that. And through doing that work, I realized I really did have what it takes. I didn't have a program. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a business name. None of that but I had the skills and I had the passion. And from there, it was just, okay, what's the next right step? What's the next right step? Eventually, once I built up my quote unquote client list, I felt confident enough to quit my job. I could see that I could make enough money for myself that I didn't need a job. But honestly, everything I did, I mean, I'm, I'm giving you the Coles notes. This was over like a two year period. And everything I did was just, what's the next best thing for me? Now, of course, we're almost a decade in. I have a thriving community of hundreds of women from all across the globe. 
but I really did just start with, you know, what do I want for myself, my family, my life? And then how can I get going doing that? I think we obsess too much about the perfect way. And I just really encourage anyone who's thinking about building something bigger than what they currently have is like, just, just get, get it going, man. Just get it going. (laughs) I mean, that's a little bit how this podcast started. Mm -hmm. It was just like, we didn't know exactly. We just knew we wanted to do it. And here we are and like 30 episodes in and it's been amazing. You really just start one step in front of the other, right? Like one foot in front of the other, making sure that's always feeling in alignment too. But I think so often too, like what you said is so accurate where it really holds a lot of women or even moms specifically back from really taking that leap of faith into their passion or taking that leap of faith into starting that business. It really is just feeling like, oh, well, I can't do it because of X, Y, and Z reasons. Um, And I know you have a lot to speak on that, especially coming from a sales background where you really have built up those skills, but a lot of them are not, you know, natural. And so it is something that is a lot of fear-based at first. Um, And you kind of just have to take that leap of faith, as you said, and keep leading with passion and leading with desire and then just keep offering help. And you know what? I think that that brings us to the topic of today's conversation. You know, this is why so many women settle for good enough because their fear of what might happen is greater than their drive for something different. So for example, the woman who wants to, you know, run her business full time and quit her day job, most women want that but they're not actually doing it because the fear of what if I fail at running my own business or what if I can't support myself and my family uh, on my own, those fears are very real. And in order to make that leap, we have to be okay with moving through the fear. I'm not suggesting the fear is gonna disappear, but this is what I mean when I say we settle for good enough because we, we give ourselves all these reasons, right? We're met with people who don't think it's a good idea. And then we start to question our own abilities. And then we think about all these reasons why we shouldn't. And so instead of moving forward, we stay where we are. And this is why, you know, I'm sure you hear this a lot on this podcast, women talking about feeling stuck, right? This is what I mean when I say we are settling for good enough. And the women that come to me, typically by the time they've found me and either my community or my coaching programs, they are ready to get unstuck. They're ready to face their fears. They're ready to take those bigger leaps. And that's, you know, I'd I'd love to talk a little bit more about Um, about the ways in which we settle and what we need to be doing instead. What do you think the first place people settle is? I, I mean, if I'm thinking from personal experience, like I, I have two, two degrees and a graduate degree, and I am not doing that, any of that in my business. I mean, sure, there's value in what I learned, but I decided to go and start an interior design business. And the idea was in my mind for so long, but I didn't do it because I kept getting stuck on the fact that I didn't have the right education. But actually, really, all of this intuitively was just very natural for me. And so for me personally, like my stuckness came from like a worthiness. Like, I can't go and speak about this because I'm not educated on it. I got past it, but she's rocking it now. Yeah, I mean, that. 
that really is the first place we settle is our goals themselves, right? Our goals really will dictate where we go in life. And so if we give ourselves kind of mediocre, kind of watered down goals, that's what we're going to experience. And so, um, and most of the women, you know, that find my work, they have been doing this. But then when I ask them, okay, but what do you really want? What do you really want? If anything were possible, sky's the limit. And you didn't have to worry about how. That's when I hear the most interesting things. Things like women saying, oh, well, I would quit my day job or I would, uh, I would start finally start running that retreat I talked about, or I would, you know, I'd go for that six-figure business or that seven-figure business, whatever it is, right? But it's funny how I have to give them permission and give them that opportunity first and say, listen, don't worry about how, aka, don't worry about failing. Don't worry about if you don't have the right degree. Don't worry about if you don't have the right experience. Don't let the worry stop you from the dreaming bit. This is, I think, one of the things that's most on my heart. I mean, the world needs passionate, positive, forward-moving women more than ever before. Right now, this is, this is your call to action, ladies, if you're listening to this. If you know there's something out there that's greater for you, uh, greater out there, something out there that is, that is greater than what you're currently doing, then I would ask yourself this question, why am I settling for mediocre goals? What is it about setting goals that feel attainable and very safe? What, what is it about that that is working for me? Because eventually that's the area. I mean, if we, if we don't have the courage to, to go for bigger things, then none of the rest of what I'm going to share today is going to matter. But that is really it. Women hold themselves back from greatness. They tell themselves all kinds of reasons why they can't do it. And, you know, there, there are a lot of reasons why that is. There are a lot of reasons why we are not big thinkers the way our male counterparts are, you know, where for every five famous and wealthy male CEOs you can think of, you can probably think of one woman, right? Sarah Blakely, <laughs> Oprah. It's always the same women that get mentioned too. Have you noticed that? There's a reason for that. There are there there is a reason for you know women are programmed to to do this. This is this is generation upon generation of programming that we receive, and certainly the message that I received about entrepreneurship when I was young were, oh my gosh, running your businesses, running your own business is hard. Running your own business is risky. Running your own business isn't smart. It's not sustainable. It's not safe. Until, so this is the programming I got, until I started my networking group, which is now, of course, Mamas & Co., my community. And I started seeing other women. I started seeing other examples of women doing the kinds of things that I wanted to be doing. That gave me the ability to raise my own standards for those goals. That gave me the, the power to think bigger and go for some juicier you know, more powerful um, dreams for myself, really. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there is so much value in what you just said, and I really resonate with it pretty strongly because I feel like who you surround yourself with actually allows you to have bigger dreams and to believe that there is more possible for you. And there is something about women 
or entrepreneurs in general, as soon as they get in the room with people doing maybe more revenue, serving more clients, you know, thinking about outside of the box ideas, all of a sudden they then adopt new ways of thinking and new strategies and their business grows. And this is exactly what happened to me as well. And I can just resonate. I I do resonate so strongly with what you're saying because before, when I first started my business, I had a very low bar set. Oh, if I could just make $5,000 or if I could just help X amount of people, then I would be happy. And then I got into a mentorship program, you know, where it did surround you with people who were doing bigger things like you've mentioned. And I realized, wait a second, why can't I do that too? Why shouldn't my dreams be bigger? And so that's actually when, you know, I also saw my business going to different levels, but it wasn't because I was doing many different things. It really was like the energetics of being around other people that allowed my mindset, my belief system to change on what was possible for me. So there's so much power in that message. And and if you're kind of in this phase of wanting to start your business or in this phase of wanting to scale your business and listening to this, get in the room with women who are doing it and kind of blazing the trail in front of you and let that be like the feminine energy we all need to continue to like soar. Amen to that. And you just touched on, you know, the second area where I see women settling, which is revenue, right? And I did this too for the longest time. I told myself, okay, if my first year of being self-employed maybe I'll go for making $60,000 because that's decent and I could live off that. And if if I made that, I'd be proud until I had a client come. And in those days, this was the very early days, I was seeing clients in my home. This particular client really wanted that face-to-face contact. So I said, okay. She's a photographer. She wasn't particularly bold. Her marketing wasn't particularly on point. She, she was, in many accounts, she was kind of an average human, um, beautiful work. And she sat down and stared me in the face and she said, I want to make six figures this year. And I thought, damn, I'm her coach and I'm not even going for six figures in my business. This was a, a wake up call for me. And the funny thing was, you know, I, she was, wasn't the type of person that I would expect would come in on session two or three and all of a sudden say, I'm ready to make six figures. But because she did, that forced me to raise my own standards. And I think, you know, this is another example of how women settle, whether you're in a job or you're self-employed, or maybe you're trying to get a job or you're trying to be self-employed. When it comes to money, we are always looking to do something that's achievable and feels tangible and feels good enough. And very rarely do we ask ourselves, what would it look like for me to live the friggin' dream? If I were to just blow the roof off my own salary, what would that look like? And that was exactly what had happened in this case. I had never made six figures before in my job. So the thought of, could I make six figures for myself in my very first year, the thought of that was just totally mind-blowing. I was like, whoa, no. But then I asked myself, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I encourage you, wherever you are at in your business or in your own personal revenue, think about that level and then think about what the next level is. And ask yourself, if I go for that, what's the worst that can happen? I go for it and I don't get it? 
or I go for it and it forces me to up level in all these different ways and forces me to actually market myself better and forces me to your point, you know, to surround myself with more high level thinkers, more high achievers. Is that the worst that can happen? Because if so, sign me up for that, (laughs) right? It's just like our goals, our money goals will actually dictate where we go. So if we're setting really tame and really safe money goals, then we're going to stay really safe. But if we're setting bigger, bolder money goals, and P.S., I'm just going to say it, this is how we break the glass ceiling, ladies, because there's nobody out there that can tell you how much money you should make in your own business. You set the rules. I've seen women start businesses where they thought, oh, I'll be lucky to make it through the first year. And now they're making multiple six and seven figures a year starting from nothing just a few years ago. So it is possible. People are doing it. Women are making great money working for themselves. Is it easy? No. Do you have to be pretty strategic to do it? Yeah, absolutely. You do. You have to hustle. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. But when you do that and you ask for more for yourself, more always comes. In one way or another, more always comes. I know. I think we both want to say so much. <laughs> I'm just so like, much. you can't you can't receive what you don't ask for is yeah. all I wanted to follow that up with. I think too, you know, we have these ideas in our head of what we desire, whether it's our goals or our revenue, like you just spoke to. But if you don't actually ask for it, you'll never receive it. Mm-hmm. If, so we, I, we had parent-teacher conferences recently. Both our kids go to the same Montessori And the teacher was talking about stretching our brain. So like the way she says to the kids to learn something new, like, because it's a very child-led learning environment. Well, we have to stretch our brains. And for some reason that keeps popping into my mind. Like if we stay sitting in the same spot and stagnant, like we'll never be stretching in a way that allows more opportunity to come in. It's like, surround yourself with these people, reach, stretch a little higher, like go for what seems a little bit outside of your zone right now, but keep stretching because it feels like after you do that, like more is obtainable. And even in just a year's time, six months time, like from personal experience, I know how much like just stretching and surrounding myself with like-minded people or people who can push me past my comfort zone allows me to grow. I love that analogy of stretching your brain. You know, think think of it exactly like that. Stretching your income, right? Because our brains are malleable. They're not static. They do grow. You know, you can look at maps of brains and you can see new neural pathways that get created that weren't there before. So I love that you brought this up. And I think That applies to everything we do in business. Sure, you might start with your first event and your first five attendees or your first webinar with um, my first webinar, I had two people on it. And now when we do webinars, it's a very different story. And now when we do our conference every year in Toronto, we're expecting 300 women to come out and celebrate with us and, and share the journey of motherhood in business. But, you know, we have to start with what we've got. So just because you might be making... I don't know, $50,000 in a job where someone else pays you, don't assume that that's the limit of what you're capable of, right? You are settling for that, yes, but you don't have to settle for that. There's so much more Mm -hmm. out there that's possible for you. I love this so much. 
I think there's a lot of it that is energetics and coming back to self-worth and coming back to believing that you can reach these things, these goals, whatever it is, these revenue goals, um, obtaining the like client, the dream client, right? For me in design, like there is certainly a dream client that I want to work with. And so a lot of it is just showing yourself energetically and having that mindset that it is possible. And I think mindset is huge. I also would love to know though, like, you know, working with a coach is obviously a great way to take your mindset goals and then turn them into strategy. Like there is, I feel like there's been rumblings of like, oh, manifestation is, it's becoming such a big thing in the energetics and all of this, but then people are getting stuck because there's no action. There's no strategy. There's nothing behind that. So I know that's like a much deeper question and that's what working with a coach probably looks like, but I, I want to state that that is also an important part of it. Yeah, I think, you know, you can't have mindset without strategy and you can't have strategy without mindset. And the third important component is implementation, right? You can have the best ideas in the world, but if you're not taking action on it, none of it matters. And so that really, that triad of, of mindset, strategy, action, that is my teaching and coaching philosophy and it's how I guide people. Um, we're consistently looking at that all the time. And, and your mindset will grow and evolve, right? You're going to have days where it's hard to see what's possible. And actually, you know, to your point, that third area where I see women settling is definitely clients. Especially in the early days, we think that we have to work with everybody. And we think that we have to price ourselves so that people will like us. Uh, and so that, you know, we, we have to make our packages into what they want. They'll tell us something and we'll go, okay, sure, we can do that, right? Our clients will come in with these demands. They want to run the show. They want to talk down to us sometimes. They're demanding. They're, they're, sometimes they're rude. Um, sometimes they're not, right? Sometimes they let us take the lead. But a big part of the work I do is to help women really get clear on who it is they are meant to serve. And that, again, is we're settling for just okay, but I encourage you, if you're running a business, stop right now and think about, if I could work with anyone, if I could serve any type of human being in the world, who do I really want to do this work with? Because this isn't just your business, this is your time. Every day that goes by that you are serving someone that you don't really want to be serving, that's your most valuable asset going down the drain, right? And we can't get it back. You can't. And I look back on my early years and how many not so great clients I had to serve before I learned this lesson. I actually talk about it in my book, Building a Joyful Business. It's a fantastic book. You can pick it up on Amazon. There's a whole chapter dedicated to joyful clients. And that really is because it sets the tone for everything in our business, right? Our clients are the lifeblood of our business. So if you're settling for low vibe, low paying, you know, energy suckers as clients, that's how you're going to feel. And that's exactly what you're going to continue to attract more of. This is, you know, as I say, it's not all about manifestation, but this is exactly what manifestation looks like. You keep saying, okay, you're not the right vibe. You're not the right energy, kind of complaining about my rates, but I'll do it anyway. I'll work with you anyway. Guess what you're attracting more of? 
So when we mm-hmm. look at ways to stop settling, we force ourselves to raise our standards. And a lot of my clients will do this work with me and they'll go, Leanne, okay, I want that, but I have no idea how I'm going to find those people, right? It's just like what we've said with number one and number two. You have to have the courage to go for it first, right? You have to have the courage to visualize on this person and journal on this person and really get to know this person at their core and and give yourself permission to want that, even if you don't know anyone like that, or even if you're not sure how you'll start to attract those clients. The, the desire must come first and the belief that it is possible. Now I look at my client roster. I mean, I'm always completely fully booked with my true dream clients, multiple six and seven figure business owners who love what they do. They're smart, they're passionate, they're making massive positive change out there in the world and impacting lives. And I get to do that. I'm lucky enough to get to be their coach. And that's because that is what I expect. I expect women like that to find me to, to call me into their communities. Thank you very much for doing that. You know, it's such a pleasure to get to do that. But how did that happen? How did you find me? You found me because I was putting work out into the world. You stumbled upon my Instagram and my podcast and you said, hey, this woman is talking exactly about the stuff we want to be, be talking about, that we also talk about, that we also. So remember that energetically, everything you do in your business is either attracting the right person or repelling the wrong person. That's exactly what should be happening anyway. And I think all too often we are settling for the clients that we don't really want. And then because of that, we're perpetuating that. I like to think of it as like a test from the universe. And for every time you say yes to something that should have been a no, you're going to present be presented with that again. But then this, as soon as you're able to say no, like this is not in alignment with me, the yes client or the dream client is like right on the other side of that no, just waiting for you to pass Absolutely. It's, and it's terrifying. I actually had a woman come on my podcast years ago and talk about exactly this. There have been a few over the 260 plus episodes we've done. And they'll say like moving through that, it's very scary right? What if I say no to this client and then nobody comes along for months? And let's just say when we're in a recession, when we're in a time where the economic climate is not great, that is even scarier, right? That it's an an even potentially bigger reality. But the truth is it takes you saying no. It takes you walking away from good enough to get to great, right? That's what Mm -hmm. we're talking about when we talk about stop settling for good enough, Watch what happens when you hold firm. It's not just about having high standards. It's about holding those high standards when times get challenging. And when you're presented with those tests from the universe, that's exactly right. But moving through that, again, I always say to my clients, like, learn how to move through that moment. Learn how to say no gracefully and watch what happens. It may not happen right away, but give it a few days or a few weeks you're going to see the universe provide you with more of those dream clients because you had the courage to walk away from the non-dream ones. Mm -hmm. I always feel like it's blind faith, right? Like even when you don't see it and you don't experience it in that moment or in that month, you have to believe in it so much that you have blind faith that it will happen. Yeah. It's that 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 expression. It really resonates with me. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. It's that expression, leap and the net will appear, right? Have you ever heard that one? Leap and the net will appear. I love it. Yeah, that's a really great one too. And as you were talking too about blind faith, I'm just looking at Jess and I'm like, well, this is why I love having someone like Jess in my life to like, she's a perfect example of just like trusting that things are going to fall into place as they should. And it's important to have people like that in your life to help you and to show you that's possible. And I think in a way too, like we're a little bit of a mirror for each Mm -hmm. other, like Mm -hmm. supporting each other along the way. So it's important to find that community, which your mom, is it mama con? Is that your, yes. And that's coming up or. It is. Yeah. Depending on when this goes to air, mama con is happening in Toronto, Canada on Friday, November 10th. We do run it every November. We run an annual conference for mompreneurs. This is our eighth annual conference. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And it it all started with, you know, just like we were talking about, started with an idea and I had the courage to take action on that idea. And I often tell people, you know, although it's hundreds of women now um, from, from all over, Back in the day, it was 40 women in a community center and I made the food. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just figured out, I had I had a name in mind. I was like, how do I got to get this MamaCon thing off the ground? What do I have to do? And that was really it. I stayed committed to the mission that it didn't have to be perfect. I just had to get the first one going and that, and holding that higher vision for myself, having that, knowing that it would be a massive conference that, you know, would just be on this completely other scale, you know, a world-class event, knowing that it would be one day, that it certainly Mm -hmm. could be one day, made it okay for me to just take the first steps to get the first one up and off the ground. Although it wasn't the finished version that I dreamed of, it was good enough for now. So I think there is a role for settling in your business I think there's a place for us to say, hey, you know what? It's not perfect, but it's good enough for now. And I'm going to keep working towards that greater vision for myself. So to use your example back to money, maybe $5,000 is good enough for now. And if I can do that, then I'm going to double that goal and see what happens. And if I can do that, then I'm going to double that goal and see what happens, right? Know that whatever, wherever you are right now is exactly where you are supposed to be on the journey. I wish somebody had said that more to me when I was just getting started on those darker days when I felt like I sucked at sales and marketing and coaching and all, all of it. I sucked at business. Wish I had somebody in my life to say, you know what? That's exactly how you're supposed to be feeling now because you're new, but it'll get better mm-hmm. and you'll get better and it'll start to become this thing that... You don't have to work so hard at it because it'll be there for you. So, you know, I just, I really have a lot of, um, a lot of love for people who are at the beginning of their journey. And I just, I think there's, there's, there's always something better out there for us. If we have the courage to see it and, and, and blind and kind of like aimless, not aimlessly, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, imperfectly move towards it. Then we're going to, we are going to get there. We are. Thank you so much for sharing that reminder with us and our audience too. And I think that's so important too, because we need to hold that grand or vision that we have to the highest boundary, but, but also remember at the exact same time, 
that you have to be where you're at now because the journey actually is going to allow it to be that grand award, like, you know, big event, that massive event that you're talking about. You started in a convention center and you just scrapped it together and you put it together just so that it would happen. And then from that moment, every year, I'm assuming every year it got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better to now what you're hosting now is probably that larger vision that you wanted, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, I also want um, our audience to know that you come with a wealth of knowledge. You were sharing just before we actually hit record here, the ability to be able to find that dream client, because we talk about how important that is when you are starting your business or even scaling your business to make sure that you're staying in alignment with that dream client. Would you tell uh, our audience a little bit more about how they can also access that information? Absolutely. So I kind of skimmed the surface today, but I do a full training on this. I have a free masterclass. It's for mom entrepreneurs who are in the early stages of their business. And it's all about how to, how to define and attract that dream client to your business. It really is like thousands of dollars worth of value and it's completely free. You can go to mamasandco.com slash dream and I'll give you the link so that you can put it in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm Sign me up. I want to go and check it out. Go. And the other thing I'll say is, you know, if you're, if you're not a masterclass person, if you're not ready to do this work yet, but you've enjoyed this conversation, then listen to my podcast. That's also completely free. It's called The Business of Thinking Big. You can find me on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. We'll be sure to link all of the details in the show notes, the podcast, the book, the masterclass, your information, how people can connect with you. Um, so I think I can think of one more question. How might someone know that they're ready to work with a business coach? Like someone like you, who is your dream client and, and what are you offering to that person? Maybe they are listening in and they're ready to take the next step. Absolutely. So we have programs that start at $59 a month. I, I will say that if you're thinking about working with a business coach, the time is now. It's not in a year where you think you have it all figured out and you'll have the money by then. Um, there certainly are, you know, super expensive business coaches. To work with me one-on-one -on -one for six months is a five-figure investment. It's not where I recommend people start. I do think, though, getting yourself in a community, especially if you are a mama and you need to surround yourself with other moms who are in business, not just female entrepreneurs, right? I love my non-moms too, but I'm sorry, they do not have the same challenges that we do. <laughs> Let's just be honest. So find yourself a mamapreneur community. Find something like a Mamas & Co where you can start working with us for, you know, the cost of one night of skip the dishes a month. You can get business coaching, you can get accountability, you can get training. Um, there are loads of other communities, but I'm partial to mine because I think we're pretty great. <laughs> And if you're interested in that, you know, you can certainly reach out to me at Leanne Kim Coach and I can share with you when our next free trial is. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. I'm sure Lexi and Allie would join you. All <laughs> <No>, right. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing, Leanne. Thank you so much for all your wisdom today, for sharing those three bullet points too. 
um, and really just providing so much value and knowing that there is so much more for you out there. Moms, if you're listening, you can really dream big. You can really listen to your heart's desires and then also take that desire with Leanne's masterclass and really start figuring out what can you sell? How do I find my dream client and just get started because that's really where it's at, just getting started. Yeah, I think that Leanne, Jess and myself are all giving you permission, (laughs) permission to dream big, permission to start because we want to see your beauty in the world. Amen to that. All right. Thanks for being here, Leanne. It's great to have you. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more information about today's episode in the show notes at soul-starter.com forward slash podcast. We also love to connect with you on Instagram at soulstarterco, all one word. And please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can also watch the video recordings on our YouTube channel at Soul Starter Co. See you in the next episode.